Welcome to the Gals Guide to the Galaxy podcast, where a group of gals gather for you one cool thing around our topic of the month. Is it ancient history? Is it breaking news? Is it safe for work? Well, that's up to each gal. All we know is that... Fasten your seatbelts. It's going to be a bumpy night. Welcome back. I'm Katie, and I'm joined by Bonnie, Leah, and JC talking about our one cool LGBTQ gal. Bonnie already talked about Leslie Gore. JC introduced us to Rosa Bonner. Leah talked about Barbara May Cameron. Um, But before we get into my one cool thing for you all, uh, Leah would like to tell us what's on the Gals Guide calendar for this week. Exactly. So for the week of June 27th through July 3rd, we are having a book club meeting on Zoom led by our lovely Katie Harris. That's (laughs) right. So join us to talk about Bad Feminist by Roxanne Gay. Yes. Uh, Thursday, June 30th at 8 p.m. Don't forget to register beforehand. That way you get the Zoom link. You can register at Mm -hmm. galsguide.org. This weekend, we will also have the team at the In Conjunction Sci-Fi Fantasy Convention. Friday through Sunday, we are going to be hosting great women's history panels. And we're going to be talking about pirates, about Alison Bechtel, about Carrie Fisher, about Mary Shelley, and like way, way more. So weekend passes and day passes are available at the door. The event is at the Indianapolis Marriott East, and we will have a book. Sorry, we will have a booth with books. We're going to bring our sci-fi books. A book booth. A book booth. A book booth. (laughs) And we're going to have books for sale. So check out all of our calendar events at galsguide.org. Katie, you have a really deep get-to-know-you question for us, don't you? And I just think, like, one we should all be asking ourselves all the time. Yes. Truly. I would like to know how you guys think we can build an atmosphere of inclusion, regardless of our personal or religious views. I like it. Mm. Okay, Bonnie, feel, she's I have yes. One. Okay, I have it. one off the I bat. I was ready to it's go, no and then I'm like, but Bonnie, but Bonnie's taking in oxygen. She's yeah. ready for this. I'm, yes, I'm reminded of a sign that I saw outside of a local music venue. Yes, that just said, "Don't be a dick." <laughs> the Will Wheaton rule <laughs> and of that the universe. Is like, <laughs> Yes, I just like it. Don't be like. Don't be a dick. It's none of your damn business, right? Just don't be a dick. Like, yes, leave people alone. See, that's so exactly. funny you say that, Bonnie, because one of my things that I was kind of reflecting on, and I think you're absolutely right. I understand the sentiment behind what you're saying, um, but I've always had that like kind of, you know, leave people alone, mm-hmm. whatever kind of thing. But mm-hmm. I've actually realized that one of the best things you can do too is ask questions. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, because then you get to know people. Yep. You know, it's either leave them alone or engage oh, to yeah. right. our fellow people because we're yeah. we're all just people together. Yeah. Um, but it did used to make me like feel uncomfortable asking questions to people in minority groups that I'm not a part of mm-hmm. because I didn't want to be insensitive anyway. But I think you know. As time's gone by and I've spent more time with a variety of people, I've realized, no, that's what's mm-hmm. important to do. Because otherwise, yeah. you're going to assume things if you don't mm-hmm. ask. Um, and that's worse than asking. Right. Exactly. 100%. I remember at one point, we were actually, it was when the Gals Guide meetings were in my living room. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had a, uh, a lesbian, like a total lesbian comedian who was yes. unapologetically like, That was one well, of my breakthrough experiences yes. with that because I was so intensely uncomfortable. And wasn't it with lovely the, though? Because the yeah. other thing was um, one of our other members was asking such pointed yes, questions of exactly. her that I was like, holy mm. shit, right. I can't handle this. But it was kind of great because <laughs> yeah. it was such an open dialogue to the point where it's even like,
like, you straight white people are so weird. And it's like, yes, yes, we are. We're all weird. You know what I mean? It was like kind of lovely. You find a connection was, within that. Yeah, to learn, you know, that a what seemed to be kind of an awkward question turned into like just such a connection. We just felt like, oh my gosh, we get each other's weird now. You know what I mean? So yeah, it was fantastic. <laughs> Don't be a dick and yes. be open to people. Yes. Yeah. There you go. I mean, it's like great to ask questions but it's like if you're out somewhere and you're like is that a a, a boy or a girl it's like does it matter? Oh, right. that's cares? not an okay question <laughs> right what? exactly who the fuck cares <laughs> are you trying to engage in a sexual relationship with this right. person then leave it alone <laughs> exactly <laughs> that i think that's cares? a does super good yeah. point because there are many things that are not your business and you mm-hmm. definitely have to gauge if somebody wants to have that conversation mm-hmm. with you right, right. very valid Exactly. Uh, for me, I, oh, okay. It's because I'm going through this wonderful Buddhism class. So stick with me. It's going to be Buddhist, but then it's not going to be Buddhist like instantly. Okay. So um, there's this really cool uh, methodology for inclusion and for loving compa- uh, compassion. And it's to think, whether you believe it or not, is that we were all each other's mothers at mm. one point. So we've all been each other's mothers. We will all be each other's mothers. In other words, we will all take care of one another and we will all be taken care of by each other. So if you go with that spirit, you know what I mean? Whether you believe in reincarnation or whether you just like wishful drinking, the idea of, you know what, maybe in another life or maybe in another galaxy or string theory or whatever, that was my baby. You know what I mean? And so you just love everybody for crying out loud and treat them like human beings. Don't be a dick mm-hmm. and ask questions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But JC, what about you? Oh, I'm grappling. With this I one. know. Exactly. I just realized it sucks going last sometimes because <laughs> then you're like, I know. Sometimes I just say ditto. Yeah, that is fair. You got it. Yes. Well, and it's like... I keep thinking, well, what on, like, a federal level can we do? Yes. No, very important. Yes. And, like, mm-hmm. I don't have an answer for that. Right. It, <laughs> exactly. And then, like, it's okay. Well, what about the state? And then, it looked like, I think what it comes down to is, like, community-based. Yes. Mm-hmm. How do we... Uh, homegrown with, inclusion grassroots home, right. <laughs> efforts yes exactly and how do we um you know interact with the community around us in a way that don't be a dick yep be uncomfortable and be okay with being uncomfortable right. ask questions mm-hmm. um and you know uh, i think just kind of creating that culture for yourselves because um I don't know, every cultural group, even the United States, the United States is huge. Yeah, right? There's, you know, things are different in cities than they are in smaller towns. Right. Even in a mid-sized city like Noblesville. Yeah. um, There are so many different pockets of people and the internet makes it so that, you know, even if you are in a ruler area, you can still have access to different trains of thought. Right. And there's so many different facets that it's hard to come up with an answer. But I think generally it should be something community-based that, you know, you're impacting one person at a time. Mm -hmm. I think definitely um, education is a part of it. Yes. Um, And not being afraid of um, being open to to what, you know, educators have to say. Yeah. And all of that. Exactly. Yeah. When you know better, you do better. Right. <laughs> I would say the communities are where the healing can happen. And I think my thoughts on like from a federal level 
is helping people have their needs met. Absolutely. Yeah. Not their wants, but if we have medical care, yes. if we have secure Your housing, basic needs. if we yes. have, you know, the income we need to live, because I think a lot of hate comes from people that are insecure in lots of different ways. So, right, exactly. You know, from a federal level, if we can get people what they need, then they can all you know, immerse themselves in their communities and feel the love. Right. right exactly. That's my perfect world there. No, yeah. I like your perfect world. Can I live in it with Absolutely. you? <laughs> you know you can. Living paycheck to paycheck and I know, right? Where we're scared of our neighbors. So much no. stress and exactly. right. <laughs> sorrow. But anyway. Exactly. But who do you have for us, darling? <laughs> Well, I have, I'm going to share actually a documentary I watched recently. Yes. It has lots of different aspects to it. I love documentaries. Um, And one of the reasons I asked you this question about inclusion um, is it... (laughs) Bonnie, don't look at my notes. (laughs) Bonnie's cheating, y'all. She's she's cheating (laughs) off my notes. Um, But one of the reasons I asked about inclusion is when I watched the documentary, it tied into another discussion we had is when... um, Leah told us about The Awakened Woman by Tarani Trent. Yes, I love her. And we talked about the great hunger or, you know, what breaks your heart. Mm -hmm. And watching this documentary, what broke my heart was a real lack of inclusion. Yeah. um, Seeing a a whole population of people being persecuted for who they were. Yeah. And I had tears more than once during the movie. Yes, exactly. Yes, but it's, it's a really great documentary. Yes. Calling it a movie, it's a documentary. There you go. It's also, this is a breakthrough for Katie, for everybody. <sighs> she has been really trying to find I have, like, what breaks thing. my heart. Yes, exactly. And the, I mean, it really the... comes full circle because yeah. in this case, um, you know, I'm talking about LGBTQ rights yes. um, in that community. But then, you know, with my job, I work with students that have developmental disabilities. Yeah. And one of my passions for them is helping them acquire job skills because mm-hmm. the world outside of high school yeah. is really dismal for them. They don't have mm-hmm. job opportunities. It's yeah. a very low percentage of students um, that graduate from high school with special needs that then become employed full time. Right. Yeah. So uh, that's a big thing. So I'm like, oh, that is what it's about. It you is. Know, if, I can see that being that kernel that connects so many different things about just, you know, being included in things. Yeah. Yeah. The documentary that helped me come to this enlightened point is The Death and Life of Marsha P. Johnson. It's a great documentary. I second it. It's it's so good. Um, Have you, either of you seen it? I have not. I haven't seen it, but I know who that is. Yes. Yes, it's on Netflix. It was produced by Netflix, so you can find it there. Yes. Um, And it's super good because there's so many threads of different things all wrapped up. So much history you learn from Mm -hmm. it. Yeah. From Marsha's life, from the time period that she lived in. Um, so she lived in the time period. She was, um, I don't know her age, but I'm going to say she's probably in her prime, like 20s, right. when the Stonewall riots happened. Yes. Which, when this is going to debut yeah. on your podcast, yes. is going to be the day before the anniversary of the Stonewall riots. Yes. Which occurred on June 28th in 1969. Sweet. Um, 53 years ago. Right. If my math is right. It is absolutely (laughs) right. Um, And this really, this event that happened in New York Mm -hmm. um, is really a huge influence on, you know, why we celebrate Pride Month in June. Yes. Um, Because this riot was when um, it happened in... I'm trying to remember what part of New York, like the Greenwich. Christopher Street, Greenwich Village. Yeah. When Greenwich Village was um, in between its, you know, really cool beatnik generation mm-hmm. and its, like, crime wave. <laughs> well, 
Okay, so what, oftentimes I watch movies and I'm like, that's not a real life thing. And then sometimes it is. Right. So one of the things I read when researching this is that the Stonewall riots happened in clubs um, and they were gay clubs, but they were all owned by the mob. Like yes. the mob really owned oh, <laughs> clubs yeah. back in the 60s. Especially in New York. New York and Chicago. Yeah. yeah. I was like, that's just a movie thing. The clubs weren't owned by the mob. That's just to add spice. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, but the I believe the club was called Stonewall. Yes, right. The Stonewall mm-hmm. Inn. The Stonewall Inn. Mm-hmm. Yes, and um, so it was uh, frequently raided by the police. Mm-hmm. And during this occurrence, um, every, all the patrons were like, "Wait a second, we outnumber these police." <laughs> I think it was like ten to five hundred or take something them. like that. <laughs> and they're like, "You know, we're tired of being arrested, mm-hmm. persecuted for you know our sexuality." It's time to make a stand. And they mm-hmm. had a two-night riot. Yes. Brick throwing, the whole shebang, mm-hmm. fights. Yeah. Exactly. And they who threw that the first street. brick? Okay, okay, okay. So <laughs> that's... I'm jumping the gun, but yes. <laughs> well, no, I just don't want to break your heart, but <laughs> Marsha P. Johnson probably did not throw the first probably brick. Probably not. Yes. She, I, I think that's what's beautiful about Marsha P. Johnson is she's almost become like a folk legend yeah. within her community. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she is going to be attributed with all those superpowers of right. everything. But even um, Marsha during the time was like, I wasn't there right at the start. Um, but she definitely came forward once the momentum was going because she had a passion for yeah. um, finding, fighting for the community. Um, supporting and it really she was a huge part of the organization that happened following those riots yes a really moving force very kind of like the mother of the movement right exactly yeah Um, the gay liberation absolutely and so it was that happened in 1969 and then in 1970 um where i think it was like the three major cities new york san francisco maybe los angeles had their first pride parades right to celebrate the anniversary of the and stonewall riots. that was the one i talked about uh where 20 people showed up the first day and then 200 the next day and then arrests <laughs> absolutely so it was huge because the community had never taken steps to organize prior to this yeah. so it was extremely important and marcia and her best friend, Sylvia Riviera, were yes. at the very forefront of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so a lot of the documentary, it's not just about Marsha. It also focuses on Sylvia Riviera's story. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of talking to Leah about my impressions of the documentary. And I almost felt like I got to know Sylvia Riviera on a deeper level than I did Marsha P. Johnson. Yeah. But I found myself so drawn to Marsha P. Johnson because of her outgoing personality. Mm-hmm. She was gorgeous. Yes. She would always well not always but frequently be seen walking around the neighborhood dressed in a floral crown like Mm -hmm. a fresh floral crown right just absolutely gorgeous and definitely like a very mothering nurturing presence within the community yeah um so after the riots she and sylvia sylvia also started star um which was started in 1970 so the Mm -hmm. lingo is not going to translate to what we use today in terminology Mm -hmm. but star stands for street transvestite action revolutionaries yes Mm -hmm. These revolutionaries. I kind of wrote it. Revolutionaries. Um, but but what it was, it was uh, safe housing for um, for gay men and uh, women who were on the streets. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And had no safe place to street that were sex workers. Yeah. Um, and so Sylvia well, and Marcia took their money from sex work. Yeah. And rented this space so they could stay somewhere safely off the streets. Yeah. So and that was a, a huge movement that they started. Um, on their own, just the two of them. Yes. 
So I, I thought that it. was very amazing. Change the world. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Marsha P. Johnson just had so much attitude and sass and friendliness, really a nurturer mm-hmm. of the community. Um, and you'll see that in the documentary. And I, I didn't find this out in the documentary, but I just have to share it because I thought it was so fun um, that Marsha P. Johnson made her name. Um, I don't know where Marsha came from. I'm guessing okay. just liked Marsha. Right. Johnson was from, um, what was it, the Howard Johnson, like, hotel the diners. Hojo? The Hojo. Oh, oh my Johnson gosh. comes from Hojo. Okay, all right, And the it. P stands for pay it no mind. <gasps> so Marsha would whip out the pay it no mind frequently and pay also no would mind. frequently use that um, when asked about uh, her gender mm. or oh, sexuality. I love that, pay it no mind. Like, people who have studied her um, in recent times talk about a very gender-fluid personality mm-hmm. dynamic mm-hmm. but um yeah she was like pay it no mind i like mm-hmm. it yeah Marcia was born malcolm so maybe just like kind of keeping the making m. a mm-hmm. female version of their oh for the marcia mm-hmm. that's oh, possible I welcome it. to marcia but i'm um, just glad it's not martha because then i get on a batman superman problem <laughs> and so marcia i'm all about it <laughs> so this documentary um You'll note that the death is first. Yes. It's the death and life it of Marsha P. P. Johnson. Bury it. Yes. No, because um, <laughs> one of the things that the documentary investigates throughout is Marsha's death, which occurred in 1992 um, and has a lot of questions still surrounding yeah. it. Um, she was found dead in the, was it the Hudson Bay? Hudson River? Yeah. The Hudson River, Hudson I think. River. Yeah. I right remember outside it was, Greenwich yeah. Village um, off yeah. Christopher Street. Yeah. And um, it was ruled suicide. Right. But there was no note left, no evidence. Most of her friends did not believe she was suicidal. Um, But she had been very paranoid about lots of things happening in her life that she felt Mm -hmm. were dangerous to her. So this documentary is trying to explore, like, was it actually murder? What happened? Yeah. Um, So that's a thread running throughout that. And I won't spoil that in case you guys. Right. You know, not like it's a happy surprise. (laughs) But I'm I'm not going to. Either way she said it's in the title. Yes. (laughs) However. Um, Justice. Yeah. But one of the things that I really like about the documentary is they were following um, the recent, a recent trial of a transgendered woman who was murdered by a man. Mm -hmm. The man hit on her. Um, and then found out she, you know, was a man. Right, right. And then murdered her. Yeah. Which is a very common thing. I mean, yeah. I know we all have seen that in the news. It's a very common that there's a lot of val- violence towards transgender people. Right. Still um, hate crime. Yes. So that is a huge topic throughout this film. Yeah. And they weave in and out to this current qu- court case. And I think from the inclusion standpoint, um, two parts of the movie really stuck out to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was a scene... Well, a scene. It was um, a recording of Sylvia Riviera mm-hmm. um, and also an instance of b- somebody being interviewed at this court case. Gotcha. Um, and I kind of fumbled that up, but I wanted to back it up and tell you a little bit about Sylvia Riviera before yeah. I told you about the scene. Yes, please. Um, so Marsha P. Johnson and Sylvia Riviera were very close friends, but they were definitely like... Um, I don't want to say yin and yang because for some reason that term bothers me. They kind there of were softened. two sides of a coin. They were, they were they kind of softened each other. You know what I mean? Right. Where Sylvia was kind of hard edge and yes. Martha yes. was very gentle. But then at the same time, if any point they could switch. And Sylvia yeah. could be very gentle mm-hmm. and Marcia could be like, mm, pay it no mind. You know what I mean? Like they, right. they worked well but I would together. Say they did. It was beautiful. But I would say overall people would characterize Marcia as like the friendly outgoing person and yes. Sylvia is much more militant. Fair. And outspoken. Yeah. Um, 
So one of the scenes was Sylvia at, I think it was like 1974 Pride Parade, um, where she went to speak to the big crowd Mm -hmm. and they were booing her because they didn't want to hear what she had to say, Yeah, which was where she called them out and said, you know, you guys have what you want right now and you're abandoning um, the people who are still on the streets. Yeah. You're Mm -hmm. abandoning transgender people. Mm -hmm. You're not Mm -hmm. supporting the whole community and being inclusive of the whole community. Right. And she was booed and had to go off stage. Yeah. That is such bullshit. But she was bringing up a valid point. Absolutely. She was calling it what it was. Yeah. Absolutely. And then it's just like, you can see it also so clearly because the other scene that was really made an impact with me was that outside the courthouse interview. And I hate to say I can't remember now who they're speaking with. Mm-hmm. Um, but the man spoke very passionately and is saying, you know, it was outside the courthouse. They're saying this courthouse across the lawn was filled when we were going for the rights for same sex people to marriage. Right, mm-hmm. right. To have marriage, legal marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, and now we have this case where a transgendered individual has been murdered and the person may not even be convicted for it and nobody's here. Nobody's shown up. Right, mm-hmm. right. So where's the community where's now? Where's the community? Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a fair point. Yeah. yeah. And I'm not trying to like hate on the community whatsoever. <laughs> right, exactly. But yes, I yes. mean, you know, any kind of group has its. Um, it's weak points or it's it's things mm-hmm. it's overlooking. Right. And yeah. I, I think that just comes with being able to have that variety of voices. Yes. That we're not just all, you know, a, a bunch of middle class white folks speaking and thinking we're speaking for a whole community. Right. Right. And I think it's that Marsha and Sylvia brought that to light. All the letters in the rainbow matter. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's one of those. So that's why we have so many letters, because it is about the inclusiveness. It is about um all the queer folk in the rainbow are important and should mm-hmm. feel seen and should have rights. So absolutely, yeah. So I thought this was just beautiful because you get a lot of history. Mm-hmm. You get the you know the history of the formation of the pride parades and stone mm-hmm. Stonewall riots. You get introduced to Marcia Johnson and Sylvia Rivera, mm-hmm. but then you have the sadder, darker part that is you know what happened to her life. Yeah, um, and you why did it in fairly kind of short. a mystery? You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And then the narrator. Oh, this is just shameful. I'm trying to remember her name. Oh, yeah. yeah. She's fantastic. She's beautiful too. and fantastic and also yeah. shares some of her story through it. Right. Um, being a transgendered individual. And she feels like she let Martha. She has this Marcia call to action yeah, that she, she really does. needs to help um, Marsha's story. And so you just feel it in her that she will not give up and that she has to continue the story. And it's like, oh, my gosh, honey. It is it's so good. It's yeah. so good. I hope you guys will all sense yeah. my excitement over it and watch it. Yes. Um, and then Sylvia Riviera's story just unfolds in like such a dy- dynamic fashion, too. Yeah. You see Sylvia, you know so rejected and drowned trodden after that experience yeah. on 74 yeah. um she leaves the city for a while and then she comes back and is homeless for a while yeah. and there's even some footage of that time period of her life um but then she once again goes into like the political fray and fights for for the rights and yeah. um and makes a name for herself so much so that when there was like this global summit that was in italy mm-hmm. she came and people were cheering for her and talking about how she's the mother of the movement right and there's beautiful footage of that as well so a s- super good and i highly recommend it yeah 
She kind of reinvents herself a couple of different times. She, she is a little bit of a phoenix from the ashes. But then she's also, even though Marsha isn't around, I feel like Sylvia is still trying oh, to evoke yes. her and keep her name in, her in memory. memory. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's just, it's very powerful, the inclusiveness and the and the struggle and just, you know, the beauty of it. And I think I loved yeah. it because it was just like stories, so unlike stories I've heard before. Right. And just really, you know opened my mind to different struggles that I haven't seen before. So I appreciated that because, you know, when I started my research, I'm like, I don't know enough history about LGBTQ Mm -hmm. uh, history, rights, uh, successes, struggles. So it just it made me really happy to watch this documentary and get a deeper feeling for that. Yeah. So, because in any kind of awareness, you know, you get a little bit more compassionate. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? You're able to understand a little bit more. No better, you do better. Exactly, my Angelou. I love it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, go home right now and watch it. Yes, absolutely. I second that. (laughs) The narrator, maybe Victoria Cruz? That sounds right. Yes. Cruz? Yeah. Oh, she was fantastic, too. The whole thing was. It was very well done. Mm-hmm. The only thing I, my only regret was just I would have loved to learn a little bit about more about Marsha. Yeah. About I mean, there's little bits here and there that maybe you don't grab onto right away. Like it's mentioned that Marsha modeled for Andy Warhol. Oh, oh yeah, cool. yeah, that's right. Yeah. And like all these big, like mm-hmm. incredible things, but yet there were years where she lived on the street. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just imagining mm-hmm. what her life would have been like. Yeah. Or was like. Exactly. It's pretty mind blowing. I love it. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> Josh's favorite part in the movie <laughs> um, was when Marsha was being interviewed and the person interviewing, it was like a news interview, said, Okay, so what do you do for a job? <laughs> and she's like, Oh, honey, I don't have a job. I'm on welfare. <laughs> she goes, I'm not going to get a job till I get all my rights. <laughs> I was like, Heck yeah. I exactly. Hey. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. So that was a, a a giggly, laughy part of the movie. I right. shared my like call to action parts, but there were so mm-hmm. many, so many good parts. So many of uh, I'm gonna hang out. Uh, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Exactly. Do you guys have any questions for me, or should I wrap us up for the night so you can go home and watch the doc? I know, right? Exactly. <laughs> no, I think on that note, I think you should wrap us up. I think right. you did a great job. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm going to put so much enthusiasm, so yes. enthusiasm <laughs> into this. Uh-huh. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, I feel like I'm auditioning for you. <laughs> well, that wraps it up for LGBTQ Gals Month. Now we're off to be superheroes because Avengers, Avengers Assemble! assemble. <laughs> I, I want to say assimilate. No. Avengers oh, Assimilate. Avengers Assemble! <laughs> July is... Marvel Gals Month! <laughs> and Leah's not excited. I'm very excited! <laughs> we hope to see you soon at the Gals Guide Library, and thank you for listening. For show notes, links, and images from this week's show, visit galsguide.org. Want exclusive stuff like deleted bits and major bloopers? Become a Gals Guide patron today. Thanks for listening! <laughs>